you are in the perfect place at the divine time to be touched by a horse. Here's your hosts, Melissa Pierce and Dane Cheek. Hi, everybody. This is Melissa. And nope, I'm not with Dane today. Today, I'm with a very dear friend of mine and also a co-worker that has really supported my business and I've supported hers for a number of years, Kimberly Beer. Kim, thank you for doing this with me. I'm so excited to be on the Touched by a Horse podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I've been a guest on your podcast a couple of times. I'm looking forward to doing that again. So Kim's podcast is a lot of fun. If you have any business, well, actually, if you have any small business, but if you have any small business that is related to animals, it's called The Business Animal. And she and her podcast partner, Kara, do a great job with that podcast. It's a lot of fun. I like listening to it. So it's great. I can't believe we're already up to 80 episodes. Are you really? Wow. Episodes. Wow. 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 Yeah. That's great. Yeah. We're pushing into 100. That's great. Well, and you helped me get this podcast, the technical side of this, and connected me with Jen. Zabatos, who helps us as an editor in these and really does such a great job for us. So we're grateful to you for the lead to jazz and and the encouragement for me to jump in to podcasting. So thank you. So you and I have a unique conversation today because unlike some of the graduates and certified practitioners of ours that I've interviewed, we have multi- streams of relationship is how I decided to say it. Multi streams of relationship. So a friendship for sure, overarching all of that. But you are a graduate of our Equine Gestalt coaching program. You are also in our advanced program of GCM. But unlike the rest of them, we've met long before that and have kind of an unusual way that we came together. So I tell the story publicly all the time. I want to hear your version of how you and I met. (laughs) So perfect. (laughs) So I was at Equine Affair in Ohio and we had booths next to each other. So I had been traveling around the country for a while with another business that has an equine-based product. And I had been doing the expo circuit for quite a period of time. Of course, being on an expo circuit, when you when you are part of that team, you know, the person who has the booth next to you is a really important contact because if you have to go to the bathroom or if you need somebody to watch the booth and heck, just for good old networking purposes, right? You're a, you're a networker just like I am. That's the way you build a business. And so of course, first thing when when I saw you guys moving in, it was you and the beautiful Jan Taylor. And I immediately introduced myself and the business that I was working with. And I know, I remember we hit it off. I remember telling you I was a photographer and showing you some pictures that I'd shot and um, you making these little fun comments about each of the horses and their demeanor and their kind of attitude in the photo. And it was funny because you were so accurate at describing like there were times (laughs) when the horse and the rider had this very deep and connected relationship and other times when the horse and the rider had just met it was just a horse we grabbed out of a pen somewhere because we needed a headshot for that rider so I remember us having deep conversations and I had some great conversations with Jan around that as well so it was a really fun and interesting meeting and getting to know you and I was very inspired straight from the beginning especially with your card deck. 
Oh, thank you. Yeah, Jan was the artist. Of course, Jan Taylor was the artist. She passed away a few years ago. She and I had been friends for a good 30 years, just a phenomenal artist and a beautiful person. And at that time, it was really exciting. We were launching the deck out into the world and introducing it to people and trying to have the horse world understand what it was for or what it was. Now, I just did my my reprint on the decks and just got them in-house about two weeks ago. It's exciting time to get a reprint on a product that you've pushed out that far into the world. So thank you. And yeah, we had, I re, what I remember was that the event, I'm always early. And so I'm sitting on kind of a bar stool at the back of my booth waiting for the expo to get rolling. They had that road to the cowboy or road to the horse or whatever going on. So most people weren't in the expo hall and we had some time to kill. So we sat there and you flipped your your laptop around and I see this photography that just blew my mind. I've seen tons of equine photography in my career, but you have a special eye and you have a special art form with it of catching the emotions of the person and the horse. And I I just flipped. I loved it and thought, wow, this is a, a great thing that we can sit here and talk about this. And at that time you were doing your photography, but it was kind of, you know, second because you were on that expo circuit working for somebody else. And I thought this woman, this woman really needs to work for herself. She needs to build her own dream, not just put the wind underneath somebody else's. She's got what it takes to get out there in the world and do that. So it was a fun meeting. And I do remember reading those horses. One, I remember I said something about, gosh, this horse looks like it does something unique for this person. And it's telling me I do something other horses don't do for their riders. And I'm proud of myself for doing it. And I love my person. And you said, Melissa, was he paraplegic? Yeah, He was in a wheelchair paraplegic and the horse was bowing down, remember, for him to get on. So I I thought that was, and you said, how did you know that? I I don't know. I feel like the horse tells me that. And it started my animal communication stuff that day. So it was a lot of fun. So you live today in Missouri on a ranch that belonged to your ancestors. Tell us a little bit about the beer ranch. You don't raise beer, but it's called the beer ranch. So tell us a little bit about the beer ranch. (laughs) Yeah. So the beer ranch definitely gets some eyeballs to look at it, especially when I have a booth at an expo. I tend to have a lot of guys come over and go, oh, okay, I can take my wife to the beer ranch and then can I drink beer? And so, yeah, it's a big comedy (laughs) thing and it, it has been my whole life, but I love that. So the beer ranch was my adopted parents. So I was adopted by my maternal grandparents, which is a whole complicated story that you and I have worked our way through over the years. And Gestalt has definitely helped (laughs) me untangle and make a lot of sense out of the things that happened to me as a child. But this was their retirement dream. And I came along about a year and a half after they had started building this ranch. And my dad loved it here. It is absolutely beautiful. It's um, right now it's 759 acres. And we have 17 ponds, about 400 acres of timber, 13 miles of improved hiking and um, oddly enough, motorcycle trails. We host a couple of dirt bike races every year here through the fast forward hair scramble. So (laughs) that's an entertaining 
time to have that. We have 194 acres in row crop. So we do raise corn, wheat, and that's through my lovely farmer, Scott. So um, big shout out to him. But um, yeah, and then we have the horses and cattle and chickens and goats and a goose and dogs and cats. And so, I mean, there's, there's this wonderful state of living here that is deep in nature and in animals. And I always say it's, we get to live in both the beauty and the mess of life on a day-to-day basis. It can go from from heartbreak to joy, to heartbreak, to beautiful weather, to freezing. I mean, it's just such a blessing to be able to live this connected to nature, to the animals, to the horses, to the land, and to my ancestors. I'm very tied to this piece of property, very tied to it. It's it's my destiny. Yeah, definitely. And it, it is beautiful. It is beautiful. And it is your destiny. I never know when I... <laughs> When I call you, if we have a set call, we're usually at at desks. So that that we do sanely. But sometimes I'll have an issue of some kind that I need to reach and get Kim's support or help on or whatever. And I never know what I'm going to get on the other side of the phone. One time you were out trying to catch your goose who had gotten loose. And you and Nick, your son, were out there <laughs> trying to catch this goose. And you're having a conversation with me. And then you're like, Nick, move to the right. Quick. He's going to the right. It was hilarious. And we were laughing so hard. You could hardly <laughs> catch the goose. So you never know. And then we drove no. up there with our motorhome one time. We were crossing the country and from Colorado, Missouri's an easy cross. So going across, we come to your place. Thank goodness you knew we were coming. We make our way all the way back in, find your house and everything. And you had had baby goats born I think maybe as much as five days ahead, they were little goats and still being bottle fed. And oh, it was so fun. It was so fun to see them and and see your place. So today you do, gosh, girl, photography of horses to an extreme extent. And you teach other photographers how to improve their photographic skills through retreats. You do quite a bit of website work for me, less website work for others, but you train a lot of our graduates how to build their own websites and our students how to do their own through a project you and I have called the Templates Project. And it's been hugely successful for everyone. They just love it. And they learn not only the back end of their website, but they can be a lot more competent after working with you and not afraid to get in there and post a different picture or do something on it. Then you do speaking and teaching for some other companies and things, keep and constant contact, different things over the years that I've known you. I'm trying to think of all the things you do. This ranch, which you already lined out enough that would normally be one person's job just doing that. And then you do so much on retainer for me and the company, my my website, if you guys like my website, and it's going to go under revision this year with Kim. But if you like my website, that's Kim's Photography and her personal web stuff that she does for me. She's not really doing a lot of websites for outside anymore. Then you added EGC. So I want to hear about your equine gestalt coaching. I want to hear all about that. How's that going for you? Oh, it's going wonderfully. And it has been a true journey for me to come into fruition with it. So when I first joined your program, um, when I first asked to join, I, I always got such a benefit from Gestalt. And I've always been a consultant, or I have been a consultant for quite a few years now for entrepreneurs and small business owners. And I would do all of these things for them as far as marketing or business building is concerned. 
concerned. And I would like hand them the keys to a Ferrari and they'd leave it in the garage. And I was always like, why, why, you know, you have, you have great marketing material. You have a fantastic website. You have, you have a business that people want and you're not out there driving this thing and having fun with it. You're hiding it in, in a garage. I have to say that kind of sounds like things I was saying to you back in the day before you jumped out on your own. Yeah. (laughs) Hiding, hiding yourself in the garage. Exactly. Yeah. And it got to be this point to where, I was just like, why is this happening? And as I went through observing all of your work over the years and watching people work through your program, and I started working through a lot of my stuff that I needed to get sorted, it really occurred to me that one of the bigger barriers, it's not its not building a website, it's not writing the best brochure, it's not any of those things. A lot of times our own limiting beliefs and our own inner workings that those scripts we pick up in our head, they really, they really put up barriers for us to be successful. And I want my clients to be successful. I I want them to go out there and drive their business forward and to, to come back and say, I want more of that. I want something bigger and better. And so I wanted to bring the gestalt in as a way to help them break through those barriers. And of course, horses have been a, an integral part of my life. I've never known a day without a horse in it. And that is such a blessing. So having the horses be part of that as well, especially as an animal-based business owner. And most of the businesses I work with have some connection to agriculture or animals. The horses are a unique way to be able to help people break through that. I had no idea, however, even after all of the years I've spent around um, Touched by a Horse and Gestalt, I had no idea how much this training would shift me into connecting people to their inner magic, to getting them to understand how deep how deep that was going to become for me and how much of a mission it was going to be for me whether that magic turned out to be a new picture or art or writing or entrepreneurship or nature or ag it just it really really shifted my mind into such a much more beautiful place than even it was <laughs> i agree and i remember early on when i was teaching we call them cores c o r e or the training modules that the students do and i'd have you come and meet me and we would do you'd do photography for me and did some videography for me and, you know, different things. And I remember the day that you said, you know, if you ever want to work with a client in front of the students, I'd put my hand up. I'd be willing to do that. And you had seen a lot of the work and, and, and I knew you were moved by a lot of the work. And so we started there with you kind of generously saying, I'll be a client in front of the students for them to learn from A to Z. And then with some caution, (laughs) you approached me and said, so I want to do the program. And I was really thrilled and very happy the first time you coached in front of me with a student client. And the first time you did, I thought, well, this woman is, because you are one of the smartest people that I've ever met. She has been paying attention. It was like you had already taken the course and you're in there coaching away. I loved it. You just were light years ahead of where most people are that first time up to bat, right? So it was great. And what I saw, I think what I witnessed, Kim, was unlike 
a business where somebody says, thank you so much for this beautiful photograph of me and my horse, or, or thank you so much for this, you know, counseling session of business, or, oh, we love your pot. Anything else that you've done, I watched, and this one touched your heart. You know, this made you, I think, glow in a way that I hadn't seen where you were like, wow, does that feel good to really know I made a difference in somebody's life. And, and of course, that's my big payoff too, but I loved it. And you're a very talented coach. Touched by a Horse offers three comprehensive programs giving you the ability to have the career you've always dreamed about, working in partnership with the magic of horses. Our equine facilitator program provides you with the skills to build a thriving business hosting group experiences with horses. Our equine gestaltist program prepares you to open your own private gestalt practice in partnership with horses. And our master equine gestaltist program builds your gestalt skills both in and outside the round pen. All of our programs include in-depth live classes, business growth training, and a supportive community of herd members to collaborate with and learn from. Visit our website at touchedbyahorse.com to learn more about which program is right for you and your healing herd. And now I think you're doing the EGC work when you're not advertising it. Like, didn't you tell me you've done a couple of pieces at your photography retreats? So they're coming there for photography retreats and you realize, wait a minute, you've got some unfinished business that's messing with your brain with this photography, right? It's all interwoven. Absolutely. And so this started actually at Art of the Cowgirl, where we hold a workshop during the event. And we have a very talented young photographer that was with us at the workshop. And she was really struggling with being able to ask people to do things like, could you pose this way? Or could you have your horse move over here? It was a real struggle for her. And I sat with her for a few minutes at lunch and just applied some of the gestalt principles, which is a lot about asking people to follow the journey in their own selves because they have the answers to what they need. And um, within about five to 10 minutes, there's this huge shift. And I'm like, I had a huge shift too, because the client had a huge shift and she was able then the rest of the workshop to be able to express herself, to find her voice and to talk to people. And she got so much better photos out of it. And she was already very talented and she's going to be hugely successful as a photographer. But that was an aha moment for me where I was like, wait a minute, now I can bring this into my two passions, which is helping photographers not only envision or create their vision of what they want to see in the photograph technically, but now I can help them get out of their way in, in being able to create that vision. And so we have now officially with our Cowgirls with Cameras project, which I have with two other photographers, Kara Taylor Swift and Phyllis Burchette, we now are incorporating the gestalt piece um, kind of quietly. It's not like advertised on the brochure, but we are incorporating it into, into our workshops. And we did one in Nevada this summer where I was able to do five pieces of work with people. They were all very profound. And it made my heart happy to see people leave those retreats, not only full of beautiful images and um, Western lifestyle, but also 
full of joy and moving forward with a much more positive step. And leaving some of their stuff that they've carried their whole life that's caused them pain in the ground. You know, just leave it there and go home without it. So Absolutely. It, is, it is fabulous. Without you needing to personally disclose your personal work, can you put in words like for you, what you've experienced with Gestalt as a client, because you're a good wordsmith. So it's such a tricky thing to put into words, but you had a lot of family stuff and we've worked through it and you had some bullying as a kid and we've worked through that. So what do you see as the before and after for you personally? So I don't mind disclosing some of my some of my personal work. One of the things that was big in my life before I met you was I really wanted to exit this planet. I was living in a very painful state. I had had even made arrangements for my exit and I decided in in a moment, okay, I'm staying. I need to I need to stay here. There are too many people in my life that would I would disrupt in in doing something that I shouldn't be doing. So, I decided to stay and I just said just had made up my mind that life was just going to be not joyful for me. And I was I had resigned myself to that, so to speak. And when I met you and started working through with the Gestalt on unraveling my inner work, what happened was I discovered piece by piece as those parts fell away that were so heavy in my life and I felt joy again. And it, it came in little spurts at first. I mean, it was just a little little spark of joy. And then as we progressed and, and the piece that we did this May, it kind of like fell away and a big, oh, huge chunk of joy fell on top of my head and has been with me ever since. So it's it's that relief of living my life in a state of, of happiness and joy that... I didn't have before and it didn't felt like I even had that choice. And you gave me the, the gestalt in you gave me the choice to be able to feel joy and to feel whole again and to feel like I was actually am actually living in my life rather than living a life. Nice. And you know, that's the payoff for me to hear you say that. And I'm certainly glad you didn't leave the planet. I'm hoping you and I have many more years together on this planet, Kim, but I'm glad you have found that. And people know if they've been following our podcast, they know the story of my loss of my daughter, which was not uh, sudden. It was 25 years of losing her slowly over that time. And I think you would agree. I'm actually one of the most internally joyful people that most people meet. I, I don't live in yesterday year. I don't worry about tomorrow. I stay pretty much in the day that I'm in and in the moment that I'm in, which doesn't mean they're all easy. Some days, you know, as an entrepreneur, we'll share our, our th pulling our hair out over something that's going on in our businesses, but I don't dwell on the negative. I live a joyful life. And like you, I credit that, not that I'm magical by any means, but really the method with the horses and the method of Gestalt in bringing that in my own life. Most people that have lived through what I lived through would have high blood pressure or bad heart or something. And I don't. And so it's, uh, I really credit Gestalt for keeping me in the moment and keeping the background cleaned up. I, I don't know. The way I say it is I can remember the traumas I went through as a kid, but there's no charge in them anymore. I could tell you the incident, but there'd be no emotion around it. So that that's worth it. That's worth the price of admission right there. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think that's very accurate. 
this year you did something that heroes do, and I do want to acknowledge you publicly. I've told you privately, and I've told you in our community, but we lost a beautiful man who was a grad and a big person in our community. He had been part of my Touch by a Horse coach team who were coaching the other students. One of the biggest hearted guys you'd ever want to meet on the planet, his name was John Shonwell. And he and his wife, Lisa, became good personal friends of Dane and I. He helped us when we first settled onto this ranch and was just always, you could count on John for to lend you a hand or to a shoulder to cry on. Those giant John hugs were amazing. He always wore a baseball cap backwards and he rode a motorcycle and a truly, truly in love with his wife, Lisa, like the real deal. Beautiful girls of his own, just, just a really quality person. And right in the beginning of the first few years of being able to do what he always wanted to do to make a difference on the planet. And he, after he graduated from my program, he began learning about horses and collecting horses, I'll say. And he managed to collect five beautiful horses. And of course, his intention was those five horses would stay together until their death. He was 53 years old. He had every reason to believe, healthy guy, that he was going to live another 30 years. So that was his intention for those beings to be a herd, to remain an intact herd for the rest of their life. Sadly, John passed away this year, and it was shocking for all of us. Uh, after an autopsy, nothing foreign in his body, nothing broken. I mean, they never could figure out how or or in what way this beautiful man died. And so it he died overnight in his sleep, and it was shocking, I guess would be one word. Devastating is another word. There's lots of them that are there. John is one of the beings that I feel definitely from the other side of the veil. I know he reaches out. I know he's watching over the program, watching over us, very much still connected with his beautiful wife, Lisa. So just a lot of things around him. But we were left as a community with an issue. And that was Lisa was not in a place to support five horses. It was his passion, not hers. She loved them, but it wasn't her thing. And so it's like, wow, who's going to take one or two of them? And how do we find homes for these five horses? And I think 20 minutes went by, <laughs> maybe 20 minutes went by. The reality was sinking in. You happened to be sitting in my office with a group of people at a training and you said, they can come home with me all five. And I'm going to cry as I say that. That's so generous. People might think, well, my God, she has 759 acres. No, you still have to have a farrier out. You still have to have a vet out. They still eat. Even when you have 759 acres, they still eat extra food. They need extra care. It was a lot to take on five. And and with Tron being a Clydesdale, I mean, these, these weren't small horses, most of them. So I want to publicly thank you, girl, for stepping up to the plate and giving those beautiful animals such a wonderful opportunity to hopefully stay together for the rest of their life. And and we hope they we hope they've been a blessing to you and not 
not naughty. <laughs> no, well, Tron is uh, definitely, he's a Clydesdale cross and he doesn't realize how large he is. He thinks he's the size of a Shetland pony. And I, I daily have to have conversations with him about, right. dude, you are a very large animal. You cannot sit in my lap. I'm sorry. It just does not work that way. Right. Um, and um, King. And please don't scratch your butt on my gate. <laughs> yeah. He's actually pretty good about that. They've got so much room here. Um, they're out on about yeah. 45 acres right now. Yeah. They have integrated with my herd. So now they're, they're a, they do separate every once in a while, but they're, they're a bigger herd of horses together. King has done some brilliant work here. I mean, brilliant work. He's done some great work with clients here and it's, it's pretty amazing. And, uh, Blackjack is definitely taking retirement. Um, he's, he's in our senior, of course, they're all, I, I, they're not just horses. They're all senior <laughs> horses too. So there's, there's, and I, I have a whole, I have a whole ranch of senior horses at this moment in time. So we're learning all about geriatric horse care. Assisted living. Yeah. It's a, yeah. it's an, that's exactly right. Exactly. We're, we're assisted living facility for senior horses right at the moment. Yep. That's <laughs> what I tell them. Yep. <laughs> We are too. I get it. Yeah, for sure. And, and, and they know, you know, as they get older, they may need additional vet care or medicines or whatever, but they have the greatest chance of avoiding that living the way they're living with you because they're out as natural as can be in a domestic situation and horses do well like that and they live well like that and they're happy and I'm sure they miss John. And if they saw John, they'd all run right over to him. However, he, if he can see you, Kim, he's deeply grateful that they have this incredible life with you for sure. And that's, that means a great deal to me and to our community. So my multi-competent friend, I also want to give a little shout out to your little book that you've done this year. We just finished Summit. Our listeners know we finished Summit. We just did a whole podcast on what is Summit. And in this book, uh, I love how at the back, what is Gestalt is in there. So you get, you worked that in, but it's a little book and it's named the little book of big sales moves. So one of the other areas that you and I connect well on is being entrepreneurs and being an entrepreneur, not allergic to the word sales. So for me, the, the line that I draw in the sand is I, I feel like I'm being sold something if someone's trying to convince me of something. And so I always tell all of our students and grads, as soon as you move into the energy field of convincing, you've lost it. Give up. You're done. It's not good. Let go. So convincing is the worst. Other than that, I'm a big believer that people often don't make choices for themselves without somebody saying, do you want to make this choice? You know, this is a choice you have, and would you like to make this choice? And uh, people that tell me, oh, I really, I'm uncomfortable with sales. I'll say, do you have children? They go, yep, we've raised three daughters. See, trust me, you had to sell them on going to bed every night. You had to sell them on not beating on each other's heads every day. So you're doing it already. Just turn it for something that is a force for good. So I love this little book. It's kind of like taking the heavy meat 
of a book that's boring and coming right down to, hey, this is what this is with different ways for people to go about it. So it is a sweet little book. How do they get a hold of this book if they're interested? I love your byline. The sales training you've always wanted but didn't know how to find. And it's really true. You could read this book probably in an hour. And it's the kind of book you'll dog your pages, go back to, look at again. I I love it. Did a great job with it. So how do they get this little book? Yeah, so they can get it on Amazon. It is on amazon.com. You can search for me, Kimberly Beer, as an author, or the little book of Big Sales Moves will take you to the page and uh, you can order it right there from Amazon and get your copy in the mail in two days by prime delivery. Awesome. Super easy to get your hands on. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, it's it's really sweet. We had it here at our summit gathering and uh, and there was a lot of buzz around about that little book and people were saying, gosh, I read it last <laughs> night. It's really good. So I'm like, okay, good. That's great. And I think anything we can do to help people get over their allergy to sales, then that's better, right? Yeah. It's another one of those barriers that I just want to break down for people because it's the, another reason they don't don't take their business out and drive it is because they're afraid of having sales conversations. And I kind of figured if you have some formulas that make it easier and you can think about it ahead of time, it'll make it a whole lot easier when you get in the moment. So just some things that I've learned over the last 30 years of my life. I I don't know if you know this, Melissa, but I one point in time was a telemarketer and I had to sell carpet cleaning over the phone. Oh, I didn't know that. That's a dirty, dirty little <laughs> secret. Yeah. <laughs> so you got hung up on a lot. <laughs> Oh my gosh, did I ever. And I'll tell you what though, that taught me right then and there that rejection does not matter because there's a next phone number on the list and you just pick it up and dial it and go right for it. And so it really did desensitize me as we do with our horses, desensitize me to the word no. (laughs) Yeah. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Well, you have helped me so much with all the promotion of all of our programs. We have, of course, our Equine Gestalt program, which you're a graduate of. You're in the GCM, which is the advanced program. What what drew you into that? Just curious. What drew you into that one? I got hooked in the EGC program. So funny thing, when um, Vicki Jerica, who's another graduate of the program who lives close to me, when I first got into the program and was just heading to my first course, she asked me this question about, are you excited to become a healer? And I looked at her with the strangest expression. And I said, this was a business decision. <laughs> it, was, it was a business decision made with heart, but it was still a business decision. The strange thing is, is as I went through the program, the way that it made sense to me it, it spoke to me at all different levels and in particular, especially the things that we carry from our ancestors forward. So ancestral healing, also deep trauma process and all of that just really fascinated me. So by the time I went through my first couple of cores and then actually got to coach a few times after that, I was deeply hooked and wanting to know how to do this more and better. Of course, I, I want to strive for excellence. I want to do it at the best level that I can. I want to be able to 
give everything I can possibly give to help people. And so that's what motivated me because GCM offers me the opportunity now to learn at another level to deepen my experience so that I can deepen the experience for my clients. Nice. Nice. Yeah, I appreciate that. So it's a lot of fun. And then you've been instrumental in helping me get our newest program off the ground. Our equine facilitator program has had an awesome first year. We are starting it up again in April of 2023. We're already under contract with several people for that one. And they're having a ball. They're just having a great time with it and going out and doing very well financially right out of the box. So that's always good. And thank you for all your support of all our programs. You always have great ideas for me and kind of encourage me to say, yep, we could do it this way and do it that way. So stay tuned, everybody, to watching Kim and what she does with our Touch by a Horse website. Please go in and take a look at thebeerranch.com. If you are interested in going to Kim's place to work with her horses, you could meet John's horses while you're there. I'll tell you where you're working with her is in a round pen that looks out over one of her beautiful ponds. It's extraordinary. It's a very, very pretty place. And uh, listen to The Business Animal. That's her podcast. If you're in a business or maybe you know somebody, if you're getting your dog groomed this week, mention to your dog groomer the podcast, The Business Animal, because it's really a super good one. Order her book. What are we missing? I love you dearly. I'm so glad we took this time. I need to give an, a little shout out about Hope Through Horses. You want to do that for me. They're a partial sponsor oh, of our podcast. Yes. So Hope Through Horses is such an amazing <laughs> organization. So I was I was privileged to design their logo and work on their website and flyer as well. And I I love their mission is to see more people be able to get into contact with a gestaltist and equine gestalt and to be able to have that cathartic experience of being in a round pin or present with a horse and work on their unfinished business or their trauma or their limiting beliefs. And um, I can't say enough good things about them. And every dollar that you give helps all of us be able to provide that type of healing to more people and people that couldn't maybe traditionally afford it, as well as support us in the effort to get more equine gestaltists out into the world where they can be out there healing lives. It just lifts us all up so much. Yeah, they're just an amazing organization. And thank you, Hope Through Horses, for being a partial sponsor of our podcast. Thank you, Kimberly Beer, for being my guest today. This was fun. Thank you for having me. You got it. All right, you guys, Dane will be back on our next podcast. He's looking forward to it. So we'll see you again then. Thanks so much. Bless me. Thank you for listening to the Touched by a Horse podcast. If you'd like more information about anything we've talked about on the show today or our certification program, please visit our website at touchedbyahorse.com. That's touchedbyahorse.com. Or contact our office by phone at 303 303- Four four zero seven one two five. Also, be sure to keep up with us on social media. We're at Touched by a Horse on both Facebook and Instagram. See you around the barn and on the next episode.